Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, audio-only edition. Yes, if you are listening with your ears, you've got a very special podcast. And joining me for this pre-Qatar edition is the WTF1 founder, Tom Bellingham. Give us a round of applause. Woo! Hello. Hi, Tom. You looking forward to this? I called you Tom. That's really weird. I never it does called sound, you Tom. Yeah, that does Ugh. sound weird. Um, yeah, no, no WTF1 author today. She's busy doing the annual. Doing the annual, yes, which is something that we need to mention because uh, if you hadn't heard already, we've launched a WTF1 annual, an amazing Christmas gift for yourself or one of your loved ones to uh, cover the entire WTF1 season, WTF1 season, F1 season in a WTF1 way. That's what I meant to say. Uh, clearly WTF1 comes before F1 in my head, but uh, it's an amazing thing. You've got lots of things going on. I've seen the inside of it already and it looks uh, looks unbelievable. So go check it out. Uh, the, the link is wtf1.com forward slash annual. There you go. Nice easy peasy. So let's dive into Qatar, shall we? Uh, but first, actually, before we do that, it's technically Qatar because it happened today. The Mercedes review has been rejected. Dun, dun, dun. Is it really though? That would that would uh, suggest that we're surprised that they weren't going to. Uh, what did you think, Tommy? Did you did you did you enjoy that particular opinion of the stewards? I enjoyed that they dropped it right in the middle of Toto and uh, Christian Horner's uh, press conference. So they literally found out as they were doing the team principal press conference together. Uh, yeah, so I guess if we go all the way back, um, my opinion didn't change because I guess we've not spoken since the the mysterious Max onboard appeared and that's what seemed to trigger this Mercedes thing of well now we've seen the onboard uh we we think this should be reviewed my opinion hasn't uh, didn't change based on that I still thought Max was too aggressive in the fact they went off the circuit it was his own fault but they should have done something about it they didn't uh and in my opinion I'm glad that they didn't do anything after the race um, because while I think it was a minimum of like, you know, a black and white flag or maybe them telling him you need to give the position back, I don't think it was extreme enough or I don't really like it anyway when things get decided after the Grand Prix because, you know, you can drive in a totally different way like Verstappen knew he didn't have a penalty, so he wasn't thinking about the gap to Bottas and how much penalty he's going to get. And, you know, if he'd got a three-place grid penalty, like, well, that's really harsh because, you know, if he if he would have got a penalty actually when he was meant to, then it probably wouldn't have affected his race at all because he could have just given Hamilton the position back uh, rather than sort of him losing out again in this race. So I'm glad um, it wasn't uh, reviewed because I don't really like them doing it after the race. And the fact that, we didn't even find out FP1 from the next race, I think is absolutely ridiculous, personally. Completely agreed. Yeah, it's uh, it was a very weird one, wasn't it? Because as much as it's like Mercedes aren't appealing, it's a completely different thing to that. It's all very much one of the same, in my opinion. Like Mercedes are trying to start an appeal for the incident, right? You know, as much as it's not appealing... But it is, it's appealing what the decision of the stewards was, and they wanted them to, to review it based on new evidence. But either way, I'm glad that it wasn't, you know, a penalty wasn't applied to Max for this race because it would just open an absolute can of worms. And, you know, I, I did think it was worth some kind of 
punishment, what Verstappen did. And of course, that onboard, just like you, Tommy, if anything, further suggested that Max was in the wrong. But then, you know, you need to close that book by the time we get to the next race. We can't be leaving it open. And then, you know, between FP1 and FP2, they then decide. So for me, you know, Mercedes even came out and said with Toto that they weren't even necessarily expecting anything from it. They just wanted to make crystal clear what was allowed for these next three races. And I think there's going to be a lot of controversy from here on in because that incident will be used as an example when the teams debate for the next three races, potentially into next season as well, unless more clarification comes. Um, not that we've I've seen much clarification from the stewards as to what's allowed and not allowed still. It's very much like, you know, incident, you know, by incident, it doesn't really, there's not, there's not a clear cut thing again, which, you know, I'm not surprised at all, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one to kind of digest as a Formula One fan, because I was expecting some kind of clarification and right, you know, you're allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do this, but instead it doesn't seem to have happened. Does it? No, I don't. It, I kind of don't feel like we'll ever get that. And while I do get the point um, that is given a lot of the time where it's all every incident in Formula One is different. Some you can quite easily compare. And when the stewarding's decisions are so different, I think you even put it on Twitter something, and I thought exactly the same, that well, uh, Lando pushed Prez off and Prez pushed Leclerc off in Austria into a gravel trap um, and got a penalty, even though they made the corner themselves. And then... In this situation, Max uh, ran Hamilton wide, didn't make the corner himself, but because it's runoff area, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where yes, every every different incident can be treated different, but yeah, it's a bit it's, it's going to be a bit dodgy, and and I still stand by my point that, and I guess people think it might be a bit hypocritical because I'm like, I don't want it to be a penalty. Uh, because I don't like it being decided afterwards, but I still stand by the point of this now sets a bit of a precedent into, like you say, the last three races when the championship is being decided that you can squeeze every little bit out of uh, the, the rules, I guess, of what you can do. And they might be a little bit more lenient with Verstappen and Hamilton because they want it to be decided on the track and not, with them having to make a decision about a penalty. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to, whilst we're on the topic of all of this and the incident, uh, apologize to Saluki Boo, who was the uh, user that submitted a question last time, uh, basically suggesting, will they investigate it? Will I think the question was, you know, is there any chance that Max Verstappen might have a retrospective penalty once all data is received? And I think we all sort of shut that down, like no chance. There's going to be anything happening from that. So I apologize because it wasn't quite the case. Of course, no penalty did come, but we weren't expecting <laughs> Mercedes to to do that, were we, Tommy? But um, not, they, not they after they did to... a tweet saying we want this title battle. We decided on track. Yeah, one on day track. later, okay. yeah. they're, they're all as bad as each other. I mean, fair play to uh, I think both of them admitted it, Toto and uh, Christian Horner, in the um, press conference that they're like they just admitted. Well, of course, we're biased. You know, we 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 are gonna, and they're so hypocritical. Uh, 
they're like, oh, well, we're not going to protest. And but then Red Bull did protest at Silverstone, and then uh, you know they've Red uh, Red Bull are trying to protest Mercedes wing, and Mercedes are like, oh, that's not cool. But Mercedes protests Red Bull wing in Baku, and of course they're going to do it. They're always bad as each other, and Drive to Survive it going to absolutely love it. And they're with them both this weekend, which makes me think that they've probably just dragged the stewarding decision out. So the Drive to Survive team could be there <laughs> with a camera in their faces when they announced it. Oh, dearie, dearie. Well, no, to be fair, when they announced it, they had just normal cameras in the press conference. Yeah. They? So, uh, but it was it was uh, covered one way or another. Uh, next question. Team WTF1 member Mutz82. Following the stewards rejecting the Merck appeal, do you think we'll see a change of approach from the drivers overtaking for the rest of the season? Well... Charles Leclerc even came out and said that if Max Verstappen isn't penalised, he will change his driving style. And I think the last time he said that with, well, I think the last time he said that, forgive me, I don't have every single quotation he's ever said since Austria. But when Max I don't Verstappen, believe that, you've got it on your wall. Yeah, I do. do that. <laughs> no, so this is a Shumi shrine, not a Leclerc shrine, but that's in my bedroom. Um, yeah, so, you know, he said he's going to change his driving style because he felt like Max Verstappen deserved the penalty for that driving. And of course, hasn't been penalised. So I, I wonder. I think there will it will set a precedent, precedent, not a precedent, a precedent. Yeah. Uh, for the drivers for the last three races, hundred percent. You know, if you you can push your 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 opponent off the track, if it's deemed that, I don't even know. I, I genuinely don't know where the stewards saw Max as being like innocent enough to not get a penalty from what he did. Like. He didn't make the corner. Lewis didn't make the corner because of Max. A lot of people seem to suggest that Lewis wasn't going to make the corner either, which I don't believe in the slightest because you can see that he was very much in control of his car, tried to turn in, then Max was like straight up his inside. So there's clearly some sort of allowance if there isn't a gravel trap that drivers can just make a mistake or be a bit late on the brakes and just usher their opponent wide. It's it's, it's crazy. That's, that's the thing with the the fact that Mercedes wanted it reviewed and rather than uh, it being a case of the stewards come out and going, no, we're not going to review it because Max did this. We've checked the steering wheel and blah, 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 and we checked the racing lines from every single app and it was just, no, you're not having it reviewed. Sorry, jog on. Um, so, so that's yeah. I saw that part in the stewards. Yeah, um, they said jog on. They didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone that believes all our sarcasm constantly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The thing about Leclerc, I think we're going to say that he may have said that in Austria when he got no, punted when, off by when Verstappen. Yeah, when they were yeah, fighting in 2019, and, and then literally, I think it was Silverstone. Wasn't the race yeah. afterwards? He was right. then just punting Max left, right, and centre. Yeah, they were. He was being very aggressive. Then, of course, he did not too dissimilar to uh, Verstappen of like. I mean, Leclerc's experience himself of uh, pushing Hamilton off the track to try and win a race Italy, yeah. in Monza. So, um, I think I saw those quotes from Leclerc. I think it was more just like. I think the headline made it sound more like he was going to be like, "Well, I'm going to push people off now." But I think it was more him just saying. Well, when I find out the rules, we we have to like move based on that kind of thing. I think he said it a bit a bit calmer, but it is interesting that, like you say, drivers will now look at. I think McLaren even spoke up about it because they were obviously the ones that got shafted a little bit with Lando in Austria, and 
I think a lot of the teams and drivers now would be like, okay, got a bit more leniency. And then it gives them, when they do get a penalty, it's going to be interesting to see if the, the stewards do now go down this more lenient route with other people, not just Hamilton and Verstappen because they're in a title fight. Yeah. That's one interesting side of it. And two, if the teams can kind of use that as an example now to use as evidence to be like, well, yeah. it's nowhere near as bad as as this or it's about the same as this and that didn't get even looked at, never mind. It didn't even get considered to be a penalty, uh, never mind be a penalty. So, yeah, uh, it's added, I guess, more spice That's, into the, <laughs> into I, the I last don't few mi- races. I, I don't mind that it wasn't penalised to some regard, but not even investigated. Yeah, at least the have a look at it. That, that's the problem, especially when it is a championship fight. I feel like they almost felt as though Hamilton was the quicker car. He was going to get through at some point. So they were like, nah, just let him race. You know, it's fine. Yeah, Which is get fine. Past if, eventually. That's, if that's the tone we're going to go with, that has to stay that way for everybody. That can't just be, as you say, for Hamilton versus Verstappen. Uh, so anyway, I think a lot on. of people. I think a lot of people have said that that if Max had won the race, this would be such a bigger issue. And I think they oh, maybe huge. even would have investigated it. Um, but it was That's almost crazy, isn't it? That's but, uh, but then it goes. Into yes, the, exactly. Into and it goes back to this thing that we say every time: of do you take the consequence into it? Because that's what they didn't do and I guess kind of what Red Bull wanted with Hamilton in Silverstone that they gave him a penalty took the penalty drove through the field won the race and then Red Bull were like well you've got to give him a worse penalty because he won the race (laughs) um it's that kind of thing like you can't after the after the fact like change it based on circumstance but I guess they do yeah not good not good right move on let's let's that yes that topic is finished let's get close the book yeah Let's talk about after practice. Let's talk about let's talk actual about running. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the guitar. track itself. Of course, we made a preview uh, video on it, kind of giving you guys some information about uh, the LaSalle circuit. And now that we've seen the cars out on track, a lot of dust, a lot of track limits. Uh, of course, the stewards. I think in FP1, Michael Massey was like, "Oh, we're just." I think he was speaking to Jonathan Wheatley, wasn't he? And going, "They're just, you know, just find your feet. Don't worry. We'll chat about it after FP1." And now it seems as though they're going with the edge of the curb everywhere is the track limit, which for me is quite quite a lot of wide moves, right? That doesn't look like they're staying on the track all too often. So very odd. And again, that's what people want though, surely. Consistency for the stewards. Uh, is that you know, if you're just a punter, you know, and a drive to survive first season watching. Other tracks, the white line is the track limit. This track, the edge of the curb is the track limit. Why? Why yeah, and, and even this? more, or even more than that, that some tracks it's like we only care if you go off at turn X. But yeah. this track, it's suddenly everywhere. How are they going to police that? But, well? but then, but then that is in a way that is kind of what people have been wanting forever. And with this whole track limits thing of just saying, well, if you go off the track, it's a track limit warning. But then I will say now that I am, and we've seen it before, that they'll probably go off a lot in FP3, moan that the track limits are difficult, even even though it's like just stay on the track then. Um, and then they'll probably change the rules and say, oh, actually, no, we'll, we'll just do it for... 
this turn or whatever. But I think Jensen Button was saying in on on commentary that it's actually it's it's quite a difficult track to stay within track limits because it's so flat and the curbs are so flat that you can't really see a lot of the yeah. time where you're placing the car, which is I guess something it's that two meters punters will never change. understand when you've when we have the nice external view of oh just stay on the track then. But when you're in a cockpit and you can barely see you're your front wheels, yeah, yeah, two meters of elevation change—that's all it is around that track. Which is, I mean, it's all down to because they used to have MotoGP there, right? You know, they that you don't really have that huge amount of elevation change with MotoGP mm. riders. So, yeah, it's a great point actually about uh, the Jensen's made about not being able to see the exit curbs. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess maybe that's where the leniency comes from. But at the same time, just. Drivers will learn where that. I mean, they know they're they're literally, you know, the top tier motorsport drivers in the world. They will yeah, do a few yeah. laps and they'll know where to push it and where not to. But um, either or, that's I'm, the rules for this weekend. I'm pleasantly surprised by the track. I don't know if it would be very, very good. Uh, I'm not 100% sure it'd be amazing for passing, but from like the first watch of practice, I can see why Daniel Ricciardo got straight on the radio and was like, this is fun because it does actually mm. look like a really fun track to drive. And it, let's and see if he says that in the race yeah when <laughs> when they can't pass but i guess the way the way it's very flowing there's not a lot of heavy braking zones really and it's quite quite quick maybe it will do something i know a lot of the the modern circuits have almost gone that way now uh particularly Jeddah, the next one where the philosophy is well if you don't break and have lots of slow speed corners then you can just slipstream and follow each other but whether that's going to be the case, I don't know. Um, but I thought it looked quite a quite a fun track. I think qualifying is going to be really cool looking, mm. and also, yeah, I, I I'm terrible for it because I'm always like, oh, I don't really like the uh, the gimmicks for the show and all this kind of stuff. And and I remember like thinking, and then when it got to night, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool! Like, all the sparks <laughs> flying, transform. It looks it? quicker. It looks quicker at night. It gave it me just... very much like Bahrain short vibes. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's, it's very much that, isn't it? Or just Bahrain general, to be honest. But obviously a lot quicker. Bahrain short, yeah. It has that where they don't really slow down very much. No. They have one real, I get where, I guess you have a hard breaking zone into turn one, hard breaking zone into turn six. But then the rest is very much sort of medium high speed corners. Um, and I mean, traffic tomorrow is going to be huge. You know, there's going to be a lot of difficulties there because as much as, you know, it's a one minute 24 lap or something like that. Um, you know, when you've got drivers going around at an average speed of like 245 kilometers an hour, those gaps close very quickly. So uh, it could be very interesting Q1 uh, and Q2, to be fair. So uh, we will see about that one. Um Raish underscore comes in with a question. Could Hamilton's engine explode in the last three races of the season, considering it being turned up to 11 for the whole past weekend? There is that potential. I think Mercedes have, you know, they've said that they are pushing that engine to the absolute limits. And if it does explode, they'd like it to explode before the race, I assume. So they can take a penalty, whack in another one, whack it back up to 11 and win the race from there. The old see. engine undercut again. Yeah, the engine undercut, as Tommy's come up with. It's a brilliant phrase, but... We'll see. You know, it, it doesn't seem like they're pushing the end like too much right now in terms of because they can still alter their their power modes in, in free practice. Uh when we get to qualifying in the race, that's when we'll probably see uh whether they've decided to dial it back up again for this weekend. Seems as though they've they are there or thereabouts at the moment. And 
maybe Red Bull struggling a little bit. Hmm. Not Gasly, though. <laughs> Gasly's just a beast, isn't he? Gasly and Sonoda. And Sonoda as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm ready to be hurt again. Um, it does <laughs> feel like... It, it feels like... Because um, he was very good at Bahrain, wasn't he? And obviously, yeah. there are similar characteristics. Um, does feel that way. So, yeah, I did think he was very... Very good. Um, and let's hope that because because he has been like quite quick in practices sometimes, and then when it when it's sort of crunch time, uh, it hasn't really paid off. But yeah, Alpha Tari looking more like what they were in Bahrain when yes, I think yeah. there was a lot of hype that was they could genuinely finish, maybe even be up there with Ferrari and McLaren going for third. So yeah, back to that again. To see. Uh Maspin didn't run at all. I was just looking at the FP2 results. He didn't run at all in FP2. Yeah, he had to change um, his chassis with damage. The the curb the curbs actually. You're not really mentioning the curbs, but I think everyone thought track limit's going to be horrendous. The curbs are so flat, everyone can just run wide. And actually, they seem to completely obliterate the cars. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> some of that that sort of white diagonal sort of yeah, line just past the curb. Yeah, that's where they properly i think it was turn 14 was it like towards the end of the lap that was properly munching the cars yeah like the yeah. pit entry is going to be interesting as well to watch because they actually mm. race into there before then turning on the pit lane speed limiter after that right hander from what i understand so yeah it's, so it's not pit lane speed like limiter pit lane, yeah. then a turn. not like sochi i guess you could probably call that sort of thing where you're you're on the pit limiter before you do that right hander this one is you race into that right hander which could, could there's time some... to be gained that seems yeah. very old school um, it was it wasn't that uncommon back when i started watching formula one way back when but now it's very much like a lot of it a lot of the tracks you just come in pit limit straight like, away i guess it's something abu, to abu and abu dhabi could i do you, are they on the pit limiter after the bit that goes under the track i think they go off the pit limiter. they come off the pit limiter under the yeah, mcdonald's the, drive-through thing and then ju- back out on just the... before i think so yeah they yeah. literally just come out the pits then pit, lim- pit limiter off and then yeah they race through that tunnel well, but i remember very... everyone saying that that was going to be such a big thing and then i don't yeah, think one person good. ever has <laughs> gone into that wall <laughs> yeah. so we'll see it's so true it's probably similar to nurburgring now that i come to think of it the f1 track there where how you race into that right hander but maybe a bit tighter uh, for qatar but yeah bottas was looking very quick as well wasn't he at the top um <laughs> it's going to be another weekend where bottas turns up let's see but that's going to be crucial because uh, all he has to do is beat Verstappen and let Hamilton do his thing if he can, although Lewis looking pretty slow. Uh, next question. I say slow. I mean, he's fourth, but yeah. lacking a little bit of speed compared to Bottas. Hamilton, uh, and I took it personally. Yeah, HRB. Oh, by a half second. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you best believe it. HRB 27111, which team looks the strongest on this track so far? Mercedes looks strongest. But then again, you know, we don't know what power modes they're running and, and whatnot. And of course, there's lots of arguments going on as well. Uh, but it seems to say Mercedes, like we probably expected a, a little bit ahead, but it doesn't seem to be as if it's going to be a, a full-blown domination. Uh, but but we will see. <laughs> FP3 will be a <laughs> Giga engine in, we'll see. Ex- exactly, yeah. FP3 will be a, a better sort of representation, maybe. Although FP2 is probably closer, well, it is closer to qualifying in terms of times. Uh, than the, what we'll see tomorrow for FP3, which is much earlier in the day and obviously a lot hotter. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting indeed. Uh, you got any more insights on that, Tommy, or is that pretty much it? That's pretty much it. It does look like uh, at the start, you were kind of... Uh, every comment we had when I said it was Verstappen first, Gasly second, people were like, oh, Mercedes, you know, not 
sandbagging, not turn their engine up. And then Mercedes, uh, according to the AWS graphic, which is, of course, always right, um, they were half a second clear of the field. So we shall see. We will. We will. One final question at Shra1506. Who do you think will take the pole? The pole. pole. I think pole position will go to Valtteri Bottas. (laughs) So do I. And I also have a theory as to why. Oh, go on then. Because... We're going to absolutely jinx it because uh, <laughs> there's a very there's a very interesting uh, stat that we've just put on the website, which I'm going to make a graphic of and post before qualifying tomorrow, and that is that every single new circuit since 2010, so there are seven of them, uh, every pole sitter wins the title, and uh, it would just be our luck that we post that and be like. Oh, whoever's getting pole here will win the title, and then Bottas gets it. And I think he's mathematically out of it now, so can't, and it will ruin that stat. So I'm saying Bottas as well. Oh, is Bottas out of it? Finally, uh, is he? T- is he technically but out? No, I'm just I'm not having a look. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's very much out of it. He's on 203. Uh, he's 129.5 points yeah. behind. So he's he's been out of it. I for keep forgetting there's only three races left because it it does feel like the season. It just is a continuous thing that's going on forever because there's so many races. I, I, but yeah, I feel like we'll roll into next year. We'll go back to Bahrain and it will still be the same season. That's how I <laughs> yeah, see this yeah. happening. Middle of December is the final race. Crazy stuff. Whoa. Tommy, final thoughts? Yeah. For audio listeners, you would are... love to see Tommy's face right now. Team WTF1 members are getting an exclusive live uh, YouTube video. I will say thing that it's lovely to be joined by our team WTF members in the chat because I do, I do enjoy team WTF yeah. members did you just WTF call us WTF no you didn't say one did I not no you didn't oh that's, that's it right I'm, I, I'm the founder is my, over yeah I'm gonna hand in my notice <laughs> thank you Tommy for thanking the team WTF members for being here my final thoughts are it might well be very difficult to overtake on Sunday but I think qualifying tomorrow will be awesome to watch and track limits may well decide uh, who is on pole position uh, because there's a lot of places you can... Oh, I can't wait for more stewarding reports. I can't oh, wait for that. I really I really hope that um, someone cuts the track and then we have to wait all day and they announce that actually we're going to make the decision tomorrow and make then... Make the decision on Monday and then... Yeah. <laughs> they do the whole race under appeal or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you you joke, but I'm genuinely scared we might get to that, but uh, we move. Anyway, thank you very much, Tommy, for your time. As always, thank you to uh, the audio listeners here. There's a Team WTF1 members watching us live on YouTube, and we will see you, well, tomorrow for a qualifying watch-along, Sunday for Internet's Best Reactions, Monday... As you've probably noticed on YouTube, we have got videos going out every single day. So you are very welcome. Go subscribe if you haven't already, and we'll see you very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.